Hello, Atlanta, and welcome back to another week's edition of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis, and we hope all of our listeners and everybody else in Metro Atlanta and really throughout North America had a happy and a safe Thanksgiving holiday. During this segment, something you should know about Atlanta, we're going to talk about Six Flags over Georgia. Also, how do you child-proof your home? There are thousands of families throughout Metro Atlanta that have to learn to child-proof a home each and every year. So we thought it'd be helpful to share some best practices some best practices when it comes to child-proofing your home. My name is Cleve Gaddis, and I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, where we help listeners go from real estate novices to experts so home buying and selling can be done with total confidence. And without all that worry that is typical with life's biggest investments, we want to help you. You can reach us by going to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. We'd love to connect with you. You can also call us, 770-497-0000. But if you go to gogaddisradio.com, you can ask questions. You can make comments. You can push back. You can challenge what we're saying on the show. You can share ideas. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, and you can subscribe to our podcast. We're available on all major podcasting platforms, and we would love to have you as a podcast subscriber. I also failed to mention that we're going to have a Metro Atlanta real estate market update through the end of October. In fact, let's dive right into that. We're going to give numbers for the month of October 1st. And then we're going to give year-to-date numbers. There were 6,850 closings in October of 2021, which is 13% lower. Yes, you heard me say that than October of 2020. 1,548 single-family attached, the condos and the townhomes, 1,548 single-family attached units sold for the month, which is a decrease of 3% over October of 2020. Average sales price for the month I'm going to give them to you for the month, and then I'm going to give them year to date so we can see if the increases or if sales prices are trending up or trending down. And when I say trending down, it doesn't mean they're going backwards. It means the rate of increase is decreasing. I know that sounds like something the U.S. government would say about its budgeting. The rate of increase is decreasing, but but that's, that's the reality. In the month of October, single-family residential detached properties, 400 and 30800 was the average sales price, which is 17.8% higher than October of 2020. Condos and townhomes average sales price 331200 which is 9.8% higher than October of 2020. Year-to-date, 72800 single-family detached, that's not the condos and townhomes, closed in Metro Atlanta, which is an increase of 2% year-to-date over 2020. 16,600 condos and townhomes sold, which is an increase of 21% over 2020. Average sales price year-to-date through October, 412687 um, which is, if you look at it, um, the increase is 21% uh, year-to-date. The Increase the month of October this year versus last year is 17.8%, which means prices have increased on average 21% on single-family detached homes year-to-date. Last month, they increased 17.8%, which means the price increases are slowing. You probably wonder, is that a bad thing? No, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think the reality is, is that the supply and demand were totally out of whack 
in the metro Atlanta market and in most major desirable metro area markets throughout the country. So I think for the market to cool off somewhat would probably be healthy for everybody in the long run. Average sales price for single family attached, $322,500, which is an increase of 12% over the year before. But if you look at it, we're up 12% year to date in condos and townhome prices. In October, we're up 9.8%, which means the increases are slowing. At the end of October, there were 8,500 active single family detached listings, 15% lower than the 9,900 single family detached listings on the market this time last year, 1,900 and 50 condos and townhomes are listed for sale in Metro Atlanta, which is a decrease, listen to this, of 47%. If you got a condo or a townhome that you need to sell, uh, inventory is more constrained in the condo and townhome market than it is in a single-family detached. Almost 12,000 properties were listed for sale during the month of October, uh, which is about 350 less than the number listed in last October. So what does this market update mean? It means price increases are slowing. The market is still somewhat constrained by a lack of inventory, a lack of new listings flowing into the market, meaning uh, if you want to sell your house and you were thinking about waiting until the spring, you might want to decide to move along sooner than waiting until the spring. Any questions on this, go gaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S, radio.com. Here's something you should know about Atlanta, Six Flags. As a kid, I went to Six Flags the day the Mindbender opened, and it, it, to my knowledge, it was the first triple-loop roller coaster in the world. I could be wrong, and if I am, correct me. And I, I used to go to Six Flags, used to get season passes for Six Flags every single year. Every year, thrill-seekers flock to Six Flags over Georgia to take on rides and indulge in all the park snacks and goodies. Man, I have eaten until my stomach hurt. There is no surprise that the theme park is an Atlanta favorite. Here are some facts about Six Flags that may surprise you. Arachnophobia is the only drop tower of its kind in the United States. The floorless ride, which means the extreme or irrational fear of heights, positions riders in a near-standing position face down and tilts them outward at the top of a 200-foot tower and then drops them down. Uh, acrophobia. I might have said an an acrophobia. So I thought uh, acrophobia meant fear of, fear of spiders. Uh, arachnophobia, I guess that's called. So um, acrophobia. God, I got to get that right. Acrophobia, what a great wide. Charities and military bases receive thousands of donated tickets every single year. That's a huge thing. Before the park's opening day on June 16, 1967, one year before my birthday, one year before I was born, the property was a large family-owned dairy field. Did you know that? Six Flags hold, holds a world record for the most couples smooching underneath the mistletoe. That's right. The theme park owns the Guinness World Records title for the most couples kissing under the mistletoe at once. The record was set in 2015 when 201 couples who kissed under sprigs of live mistletoe for 10 seconds in the mistletoe mansion section of the park. <laughs> Six Flags over Georgia and Whitewater introduced a number of the world's firsts. The Great American Scream Machine, built by Marvin and Black Construction Company, 
debuted in 1973. It was the longest, tallest, and fastest roller coaster at the time. The Mindbender, oh, here we go, which debuted in 1978, was the world's first triple looping coaster. Looks like I was right. Some of the rides from opening day are still in operation. There are several rides currently running that were introduced back in 1967, including the Hanson Cars and one of my all-time favorites, the Dahlonega Mine Train. The River Carousel is over 100 years old. The carousel, originally built in 1908 for Chicago's Riverview Amusement Park, is filled with 70 hand-carved horses and four chariots. There are lots of cool things about Six Flags. If you want to know more, just go to Google and type in Six Flags over Georgia. If you have not been, I recommend that you figure out a time to get out there. What if you were told to get on the floor and see what your new baby might see? That might seem a bit crazy, but it makes sense if you're trying to baby-proof your home. And how would you like to have your baby get into something that he or she should not be into and have them get hurt as a result? We all know the answer to that question. We'd feel terrible. So we've got a listener question from Tony and Mary in Alpharetta. We recently bought our first home with your team, and now we are expecting our first child. Having a baby should be exciting, but we are concerned about making sure we baby-proof it right the first time. So here's some instructions on how to childproof your home. Children are oblivious to the many dangers around them. As you know, <laughs> accidents in the home are a leading cause of injury and death among children. Here are a few ways to childproof your home and keep your little ones safe. you got to take care of potential hazards. Look at your home from the baby or toddler's perspective. Ask, ask yourself, what would catch my eye if I were low to the ground? Look for those things that your child would reach for, pull down, and play with or put in their mouth. When babies are learning to walk, they grab furniture and bookcases for support, and objects can certainly fall on them, so secure the heavy objects to the wall, including the bookcases, and remove all the stuff from the top. Use childproof gates to keep your baby or toddler out of hazardous areas such as specific rooms or stairs. Choose gates that are difficult to climb. My brother could have climbed over any gate. Open windows from the top or keep them closed altogether. The screen is not strong enough to prevent a child from falling out of a window. I didn't know that. Do not place furniture near windows because it can make it like a little ladder to get up to the window. Outlets are a common source of injuries. Children are tempted to play with them and stick objects in them, which can lead to electrocution. Use outlet covers with safety latches to protect your child, meaning safety latches so you can't just pull them out. Store any medications, vitamins, cleaning supplies, or other chemicals in cabinets with childproof locks and keep them out of reach. Properly dispose of any expired medication. Store the phone number for your local poison control as well. And never leave a child unattended in a bath. Even if he or she is sitting in a chair, install a latch on the toilet lid as well to keep it closed. So hopefully those are some tips that will help you, Tony and Mary of Alpharetta, move forward in childproofing your home. I want to recognize John Birchfield and Capital City Home Loans as a sponsor of this segment. He makes it his mission to guide each home buyer step-by-step through the entire loan process. So they are educated and confident in the mortgage options available and can make the best decisions along the way. He can be reached by calling 678-226-7887, 678-226-7887. If you're looking to sell your home anytime in the next three to six months, we think we can help you sell your house for $28,000 more than your neighbor sold their house for, and I am not kidding, Atlanta. We do a couple things nobody else in the metro Atlanta does. We provide a customized maximum value plan, which is like an appraisal on steroids. It is Mac Daddy, and it finds value where other real estate professionals might miss that same value. And it also comes with a rehab and refresh budget of up to $15,000, so you get to improve your home with our money, flip the home, and keep all of the difference for yourself. 
Go to gogaddisradio.com. Click on sell for $28,000 more. We're going to take a quick break in our second segment. Mitch Palm, Smart Real Estate Data, will be on the show. We're going to talk about is the market cooling inventory levels, what's going on iBuyers, what's going on with iBuyers in Metro Atlanta. Stick with us. We'll be back. 